0: To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob. For old time's sake, huh?
1: Harley Quinn. Nice to meet ya. <laughs>
0: Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers.
1: Like my favorite Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because, honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I am inevitable. <laughs> Smile! Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks.
0: Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic
1: book reader, And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective.
0: And what we also love to do is we also love to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we thought we'd have a little bit of a theme this week with our sister podcast or our sister show. uh, the superheroes for dummies. What are we going to review this week?
1: Well, Dave, we're going for the 1994 animated series, Episode 1, Spider-Man. Now, do you remember watching
0: this, Chris, back in the day?
1: I do, actually, Dave. I remember around 94, I was like 14, 15. So I remember going to my nana's house and watching it with one of my nephews. He was only three or four years old. And obviously, I've said before, I love the original sort of 60s. Uh, Spider Man animated series used to rent it all the time, the whole series from like the video shops. Th- this was one where I just pick it up if it was on. It, it used to be on on a Saturday morning, it's part of like the Power Rangers, would be on Spider Man, and then you had the Batman stuff as well. So, so I do remember it, um, but obviously, I, I couldn't honestly say I've watched probably maybe more than half a dozen episodes about yourself
0: well i i think for several reasons i've probably got a more shameful couple of stories so um i mean this is 94 so i i was off to university then so i was probably a bit too old to be watching spider-man saturday morning cartoons but fuck it, I loved it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just remember, like you, you know, we'd watch the uh, the '60s Spider Man when we were growing up. Uh, you know, who can forget that theme tune? Of course, everyone still knows it even now, even though the animation was pretty terrible. It was obviously very budget constrained. And then, as well, I would love to go back at some point and do Spider Man and his amazing friends with uh, Iceman and Firestar in there as well. I love that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, the theme music was brilliant. Oh, and I said that there. I remember it really well. I love that series.
0: So we'll definitely... So another reason to do this, you know, this is all on Disney Plus now, so really easy to watch. But yeah, so so when I was at college and and that, so just remember, gorging on these and years, even years later. So f- for my whole career, for the last twenty years, I've been travelling around, you know, uh, with work and what have you, and so sitting in hotel rooms with not a lot to do, you know, these days before kind of smartphones and what have you. But I remember being in Belgium and they'd uploaded pretty much the entire series so we're we're obviously going to look at the first episode um but i think there were, were there five or six series uh 65 episodes
1: 65 episodes,
0: episodes and basically just remember going through five, every yeah. single one on youtube um you know just in the evenings just chilling out and what have you so uh yeah i mean I've been through i I think when I caught it the first time, I don't know how reliable um you know the t v stations were. I don't think they were that married to making sure they showed each episode sequentially and for this series, I do remember that those there were these overarching arcs you know you'd have the kind of villain of the week um you know for each episode each episode would have its story but you know they were quite good at stretching out these longer stories across the entire season and so i remember you know watching it through the first time seeing uh, you know things maybe a little bit out of order but uh yeah when i watched it on youtube i think it got taken off uh, because i tried watching it again (laughs) a couple of years ago i think but um yeah just Absolutely love this one, Chris. It's funny, you
1: know, Dave, because I, I've i been quite vocal about this. I've said this on this podcast and some of our other podcasts as well, is I have been ultimately disappointed with Disney Plus, to be honest. Now, I'm sure you're the same, Dave. I know we pretty much are. I pay... For like the premium Netflix, which is twelve quid a month, I pay eight pound for Amazon Prime, seven ninety nine. I pay for the WWE channel at the moment, which is a tenner a month, and I'm now paying for Disney Plus, which is like six pound. And across them for streaming services on top of the Sky stuff and all that. It's probably the worst because, you know, initially I went through like basically most of the MCU and obviously we were fresh off reviewing a lot of the MCU for the podcast and we've done some recently, haven't we? like Captain America for four, yeah, things like that. It's been useful for that, not having to sort of dig out a DVD or sometimes when we were reviewing something, but actually buying the DVD, the Blu-ray of, of a said film. And it's been great to do the Star Wars, like we watched... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker again a few weeks ago because someone watched it and I and genuinely did hammer it for the first few weeks, but I've not touched it. And I don't know I'm I'm going to pay for it because I do think it's going to get better. It has to get better. But but one of the things that I was so disappointed with and I'd raved about it on the podcast was the animated stuff. I'd said yeah. to you like, we've got the original X Men. Obviously, we had Lenore Zahn come on. You had a, did a great interview with her. We did the first uh, episode of the X Men '90 series. And that's something I've watched about half a dozen of them so far. Just picking them up every now and again, making a bit of tea or something like that. I'll put it on if I'm not watching YouTube. i always throw one of them episodes on. But they, don't got, they haven't got the original Credible Hulk stuff. They haven't got the, the Spider-Man stuff from the 60s. And then I put on the 1980 Spider-Man one, which is on there, and they couldn't have picked a worse fucking series. That is absolutely woeful. That is terrible. It really is poor, proper porno music going on in the background. Oh, it's... I just didn't like it. I watched a few episodes. Whereas this, I've watched it and I've actually started watching the second one literally straight after we I started this. And I'm like, I could definitely watch and get into this properly. So I'm quite happy it's on there. I just wish, and this is my little rant for the day, Dave, that Disney Plus or Disney get the finger out because it's really poor, I think, for, for animated stuff at the moment.
0: I think you might need to check it again because um I, I had a look at, at Hulk. And, and so I thought... You Know we do something animated, haven't done anything animated for a little while, and we're like, say, superheroes for dummies doing uh, a Spider Man special. So, guys, get across and listen to that really great, knowledgeable guys, unlike us, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just thought, well, we'll do Spider Man, but but Hulk's on there as well. From the uh, it was a bit earlier than this, wasn't it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good um well actually I, I i remember going back a while ago and i don't think it stands up quite how it did in my memory <laughs> you know some of the animation wasn't quite uh up to much but yeah we'll uh, have a look at that at some point but um no it, it looks like there's quite a lot of stuff and actually chris there's a whole bunch of stuff like ultimate spider-man that's more recent you know we should probably look at that at some point but uh no i think because this one I, you know this was the first one where you know the animation just generally seemed to be a, of a higher level of quality um and i like I say i just remember loving it when uh, when it was on the first time
1: it's interesting, is it? I'm a student now. You've got me looking, Dave. There's the 96 Hulk stuff. There's loads of Hulk stuff. You're right. I think I was into sort of the 70s stuff, you know, early 80s series. I don't think that's on there. I'll have to have a proper look later, but... Uh, that's the one I love. Again, like you said about the 60s Spider-Man, pretty shit animations, Dave, but it was the way I just loved the whole dynamic of that. It's probably terrible to watch now. Like you say, <laughs> they probably probably move like a fucking Ikea wardrobe or something dead stiff and stuff, you know? So I'll have to uh, I'll have, to have a dig of that out. But I have been, I genuinely, every time I've gone on there, there's just nothing that tickles me fancy. And the way they raved about it, I was thinking, this is it. They're going to unlock everything. And I just... For me, I just don't agree with this timed exclusive nonsense. Anyway, we're reviewing Spider-Man. I'm pleased (laughs) we've watched it. So I'm going to get off my high horse now.
0: Well, I think it'll be a game changer when the new shows start to come on, won't they? Like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think when things like that start coming on, then it'll, it'll be different. And obviously, like Mandalorian, things like that. So uh, no, I'm still honestly, Chris. I haven't watched it nearly as much as I thought I would be. I thought I'd just be gorging on Disney Plus all the time, and we we'd said leading up to it how excited we were. So yeah, it has fallen a, a little bit flat. But this series, Chris, I think we should get into our trailer and see how we think with this awesome theme music. first of all chris we open up in the sewers we've had our as i said show my hand awesome theme music coming in i don't think it quite stands up to the x-men animated you know that was a couple of years before but i do think this is a cracking theme tune as well i mean what what do you make of the the theme and how it opens up we get a, a little scene with the lizard scaring some sewage workers before we meet spidey we don't have like in the movies like a long drawn out origin story it's kind of straight into the action there. What do you make to the opening? Well, I think
1: I think what I need to do, well, this is how I, I've gauged reviewing this today, Dave, is I've gone back on thinking about some of the ones that we've reviewed. So we've had uh, Superman v. Black Adam, didn't we? we should, oh, Shazam v. Black Adam, was it? Yep. Or Superman, uh, it was
0: Shazam and Superman, but Black Superman. Adam was in there, wasn't he? Black
1: Adam, yeah. Sorry, and then obviously we've done uh, Hulk v. Uh, Wolverine, Wolverine, Hulk v. 4, 4 yep. Um, you know, amongst others, so we've done we've done a, a, a bit of a selection, and I do think that the Hulk v Wolverine was my favourite out of anything that we've reviewed, like animated wise. We've put about half a dozen across like the hundred and thirty to hundred and twenty episodes we've done a comics in motion. This for me starts off pretty well. It, it tells the Peter Parker thing. The only thing I don't like, Dave, and, I, and it did bug me watching it was the way Peter literally talks to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like like you're um, a two-year-old child. I know it's going to appeal mainly to children, but he's literally just ruining the story all the way through for me. At first, I was like, yeah, fair. That's the first episode. We're in New York. He mentions about bad taxi drivers. But then it's like when he's chasing the lizard, you know, and he's going down and he goes, this is my doctor, my professor. He's a great guy and all this. Uh, he was one of the best scientists in the world. But then he's like telling you. And I know in the 60s stuff, they always had that narration, didn't he? Peter Parker had that in a monologue where he'd be talking. <laughs> yeah. But this was just, for some reason, this really bugged me watching it. I enjoyed watching it, but it just really, I just kept thinking it's a 25-minute cartoon and you've literally talked for 10 minutes about <laughs> what's going to happen. Just let it play out on the screen. Let me enjoy what you're doing.
0: I think it's a little bit of exposition overdrive, isn't it? So, Yeah. I it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you know what's interesting, Chris? How it mixes the kind of adult and... I want to say adult themes makes it sound a bit uh, racier there. But, you know, he's talking about not being able to afford uh, somewhere to live and this £1,000 that he could get. You know, if he gets a picture of the lizard, um, it'll really help him out. But then Aunt May is like... Uh, got overdue bills and stuff to pay off. So there are kind of these grown-up themes. But like you say, one of the uh, things is the constant exposition, talking through everything so that the kids kind of understand what's going on, I guess. Um, That does make it feel like like, quite childish. Um, and, And it's just interesting how those two things seem to conflict with each other a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not distracting where it stopped. I mean, I went straight into episode two and thought, All right, I need to stop because I'll start bloody reviewing episode two by accident if we <laughs> you know we're talking about. Because I've done that before, right? So racing ahead on something. <laughs> but. I do think it's something I will watch and I'll put on because, you know, I love Spider-Man. He's one of my favorite characters. So I'll definitely watch it. And he's not that far from the 60s stuff. And I may end up saying, you know what, he's better than the 60s ones. You know, like I just remember them more from the sort of nostalgia of having to go to the video shop and they were the only ones in there in the 80s. So I always loved that I always loved the superhero stuff. You know, we got pictures of him when I was three years old, Dave, and I've got a Spider-Man pajamas on. You know, I, they were like my favorites. Yeah, apparently, nice. I was, I was shit, I've told you before I was shit scared of the Hulk, Dave. Yeah, I yeah. Remember, <laughs> know, don't want to go over that one. He <laughs> opens wounds. I so don't want to talk about it. But, um, but yeah, no, I think he starts really well. I think it tells a story of like you know, uh, Peter's there. Jay Jonah Jameson's not as bad to him as he usually is, is he? And Eddie Brock's there, obviously pre um, Venom. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's. um the guy who voices that Dave's the guy who does Mo and Apu and Chief Wiggum and that from The Simpsons. So it, I didn't realize. Is it is it him?
0: So mm. uh, I can picture him. I'm trying to think now. What is his What is his name? Uh, his name is Eddie Brock. We have a quick look.
1: Uh,
0: Hank Azaria,
1: or Henry Azaria. I think he was in Friends as well. I'm sure he dated Phoebe in Friends.
0: Yeah, he was the one he went off to Minsk. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, it? It.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's oh, him. Yeah, yeah, that's him, yeah. I can see
0: it now. Yeah, yeah. Kazaria. Oh Blimey. He he's like kind of um voice acting royalty, isn't he? Especially with his Simpsons stuff. But he's done loads of things. Um oh, God, yeah. I remember uh, he was in that movie, Run, Fat Boy, Run, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's done like Family Guy and all sorts. So uh, I didn't realise it was him.
1: I mean, is it in this episode, but Mark Hamill does do the Hobgoblin day throughout the series.
0: Nice, nice. Also yeah. voice acting royalty. I, I think he's oh, God, known yeah. more for his uh, Joker stuff, really, isn't he? You but see, uh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people's favourite Joker, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike you with your Jack Nicholson. Uh... Oh, David,
1: that was a poor, that. That was a mistake. I was just getting carried away with loving the, the 89 uh, Michael Keaton stuff. And I will say, Dave, because this is our podcast, um, I'm calling out some of the guys, actually, on the Comics in Motion Network. We've got a little chat going. And you're in there, Dave. Every one of you is saying fucking bat fleck. I'm not happy about this, Dave. Christian Bale is the best Batman ever, other than The Voice. you, what know, do you yes, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've said it at the time, didn't I? Even though we've never done, actually, um, Batman is what we've Oh, we, we need to do Dark Knight Rises, Rises, don't we? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got that Blu-ray. I'd put that on now. I love that film. But it's... When we
0: talked about it, didn't we, we said about his voice and that, but
1: yeah, all the guys, fucking Batfleck. I'm
0: sorry, Dave, I'm not having it. No, for me, Batfleck, I think he's he's the best Batman. It's a bit of a crying shame that we never got to see him in an actual movie, but I just think the physicality of him, uh, his height, you know, again, uh, we we were saying about uh, Michael Keaton there, you know, that was his main problem, wasn't it? As well as the hair, you, you know, just... It, it, to me, it didn't look like <laughs> bloody Bruce Wayne, but there's a lot of people no. who who'd like him. But I think that's they more might. to do with the fact. I mean, Batman '89 was just huge, wasn't it? You know, it was a oh, massive God, event yeah. at the time, and uh, you know, all they had to do was stick the bloody bat logo up, and people were going nuts for it. But anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah, I, I do think, for me, Bale. I think he's just a bit. He's a bit smaller. And you know, from from Dark Knight onwards, the voice just gets ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but Dave, I love the fact that he stays in character, even when Lucius Fox knows that yeah.
0: he's Bruce Wayne,
1: <laughs> and he's still going, like, "Lucius, yes." And it, does he do this in black? It's like, come on, you know, whatever he says to him, it's fucking. The voice is ridiculous. However. I'm going to be battling any of those guys, Dave. I'm sorry. If you're on that team, it's going to be me against all of you when we <laughs> yeah. come to this discussion. I'm sorry.
0: Well, we, we'll definitely have to have a, a, a prosecution and a, and a defense <laughs> for that one. But um, <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the old Spider-Man. So I'll I tell you one of the things I did notice as well, Chris, as, as well as the heavy exposition that we've got, obviously CGI, you know, the computer animation in the mid-90s isn't what it is today. And I thought it was really quite jarring when they were trying to use some of the computer animation along with your traditional, you know, drawn animation as well. Did you notice that when he's like swinging through the streets and and stuff? I I think it was just really noticeable. Uh, And I don't remember it at the time. So again, it must just be one of those things because it it was obviously a a while ago now. It must just be one of those things that it, it just to me, made it look a bit dated and I'd suspect that, I mean, that might've been a budget thing as well. Maybe, you know, the, the way you sort of swing in down the streets, if you think you've got to draw those, uh, you know, might be a bit more difficult than if it's just like a computer program and you're just traveling down the street. But apart from that, the way, you know, those two things don't mix very well. I actually thought like the animation on Spider-Man was, was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I, t- I tell you what, Dave, they've just done the new game that come out for the PS4. So it's been out. It's been a massive success. And that is like next level, obviously graphics and everything. Uh, but this, this wouldn't have been out of a place in a computer game because they have brought out Sort of animated Spider-Man stuff where it's very cartoon in style. So I, I think it looks great. I do. I don't. I don't. I, I understand what you're saying, and I think probably of its time, they were trying to make it a bit more three D or something like that. Want to give it a little yeah. bit of a different art style. But obviously, that's probably something that's not aged very well. But I thought everything else about it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do have to say again, not to be a bit of a negative, Nancy. So I didn't notice it so much at the time, but for me. I I, I love, like, Peter Parker in high school. And I know, you know, kind of... Even in the comics, he didn't stay in the high school that long. And actually, when Brian Brian Michael Bendis redid kind of the ultimate Spider-Man, so it was like the ultimate universe in the comics was like a a reimagining, came in in the 2000s. So if you brought everything up to date and you started a brand new Marvel universe with all the characters now, this is what it would look like. And so, you know, they explored him in high school a little bit more. And we've kind of seen that in the the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, haven't we? you know, where he's he's in high school. Everyone here, Chris, looks like they're 30 years old. Well, all the blokes look like strapping 30-year-old blokes. You know, and so, I mean, Spider-Man's drawn in so many different ways, so he does occasionally look like he's built like Arnie. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I just think both him and Eddie Brock have got exactly the same body frame. And it it just takes me out of it a bit. That was that was the whole whether you believe it or not, you know, the whole reason Stan Lee didn't want Jack Kirby apparently to to draw Spider-Man was because he, he he draw the shapes like Captain America, whereas you know Steve Ditko was drawing him, you know, more gangly and more wiry kind of thing. And so yeah, I think Peter Parker, he's just a bit too square jawed and, you know, like say, like a thirty year old bloke. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I think he's obviously older. He's at the Daily Bugle, isn't he? So I don't know. I mean, I didn't pay much attention to that, Dave. It's quite interesting that. And you're right, they, they do in different scenarios, in different animations, different movies. I mean, look at the bloody 1970s one where we reviewed for Comics <laughs> Motion days That fucking, at least about 35. And then when we looked at his age, it was like he was 26 or something. You're like, fuck off, he's not 26. Actually, this you know been what, lying. Chris...
0: Thinking about it now, he doesn't look that dissimilar from him apart no, he from the hair. No, <laughs> apart no, from the hair, he, he yeah, he's got the same kind of square jaw. It was the nineteen seventy seven pilot, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name. What a what a theme tune and uh, uh, score for that one. So Nicholas Hammond, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. I still, like my it. favourite bit of that is still where he comes through the window, uh, oh, and then horrendous. the guy with the kendo sticks comes from behind the curtain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I was thinking about just before you said it. That's the scene in the fucking lab or whatever it is. It's horrendous. Oh,
0: legendary! You know, just for fun, I'm going to go back. I think in the in the near future and watch that one again. Like I say, theme tune off the spectrum. Brilliant. Uh, brilliant 70s porn music oh, <laughs> but yeah i mean what did you make to to the villain of the piece as well so we've got uh we've got john connors dr john connors i mean we saw him did you watch the um uh, the movie the amazing spider-man there I've was only two of them, them. Yeah yeah with the lizard in there so you kind of knew yeah. what what his kind of origin was i think when he originally came around you know he's he's one of the first kind of spider-man villains and i do think spider-man has got the best rogues gallery you know and a lot of them came in those early issues and i think it was about uh, issue six or something that he sort of pops up and he'd he'd been a war veteran so he'd had his kind of arm blown off uh in action kind of thing and And so, you know, he's experimenting with reptile DNA so they could, you know, there are frogs and things that can grow their limbs back, aren't there? So, again, we saw all this in the movie, but, you know, saw it many, many years before in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a bit thin, to be honest, Dave, and a bit, it's a cartoon and I need to forgive it a bit more. I think as I'm getting older, I like a bit more of a backstory in certain films, especially with stuff like this it felt as if they could have run this across two parts, but he literally went from being this sort of good guy, bad guy, you know, he's he's in between to literally Spider-Man telling his wife that he's just a bad guy. What you know, and, and it doesn't, it ends, it ends well because obviously it does get reverse. And, and obviously Eddie Brock saying like, I've seen him and he brings J. Jonah with him and uh, the police and that to arrest him. But, I just think it was, I don't know, it just seemed to be like, it just meandered along. I'm hoping that they get better, because I did enjoy it. I'm not saying it was crap, but it just wasn't as good as some of the other stuff we've reviewed, like Animated White. And that, that might be because it's trying to find its rhythm, Dave. I'm sure there's some cracking episodes of this series.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. And again, it, it's a little bit of the nostalgia talking, because I, I do remember, you know, and I, I, I certainly didn't remember hating on the constant exposition but i'm wondering if i go through the whole series now would that start to irritate me a bit but yeah i think is it a bit thin i, I guess you know ultimately he's that silver age character and uh i don't know I th- i think it's an interesting choice because you know they've started off like I say he came came in uh it was issue six you know you'd had early on you'd had people like um you know the vulture was around pretty early as well. There are all these different um villains you could have started with, and he's chosen the lizard and I thought he might start I thought it might start off with the green goblin or something like that, but maybe this one is just to to kind of get us warmed up a little bit. You know, and it tells us, you know, we get to meet J. Jonah Jameson. So we get to see, you know, what he's doing for a living, how he's making his money. We get to meet Aunt May. Um, We get to see that, you know, again, this is all post high school. So, you know, he's a bit of a scientist as well. So that's how he knows Doc Connors. And so, yeah, there's a lot of pieces being put on the board. Um, But yeah, a, a little bit thin for a Saturday morning kids' TV show.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. And obviously, we end up with the whole, you know, family are back together, like I say. Jay Jonah turns up, says to Eddie, you're going to have to eat the paper now, aren't you? You want it hot or cold? And we all uh, go off. Spidey does his bit, and, and that's it. And yeah, it's not bad. It's just one of them things where, you know, I just I, I can't feel... The character, and obviously Aunt May gets the money and she says to him, like, you know, have you been with that Spider-Man and blah, 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 oh, you, you know, come and make you some soup and that, and a thousand pound when she's got all these bills, they must be like, the bills must be like, for a paper round or something, Dave, because a thousand dollars <laughs> does not go very far when you've got red letter bills and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, in um, there, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even then, though, cascading it down, it'd only be worth a few grand now, wouldn't it? So, um, anyway, we were supposed to believe that, so so I believe it. it's a cartoon, everyone leaves, you know, happily ever after for that
0: episode, I so do, yeah, I do think as well. Saying about you know putting the chess pieces on the board, so again, you've got that kind of rivalry with uh with Eddie Brock, you know. So I mean, do do you know? Do you remember who Eddie Venom, Brock is? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So well, Tom Hardy, I guess, was the latest one in uh, live action stuff, but you know, he only became Venom. Let me think in eighty eight, and I I always think you know the the time it takes to actually put out an animated show so if this came out 94 you know the plotting and everything the pitching would have been wouldn't have been too far after that i wouldn't have thought you know you'd have to start it i don't know early 90s to get it out for 94 wouldn't you so the fact that he's in there you know and he's he's obviously you've got that needle with peter parker straight away i I think again this is almost a necessary pilot isn't it it's it's putting all the chess pieces on the board, introducing you to all the characters, and I think it I think it will get better as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, I do, and I I, I don't mind at some point if we go back and say right, well, you know, if we do get through the whole season, then coming back and do like a redo viewing it, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm going to be going through it anyway. Uh, although I am tempted to see, you know, switch over to have a look at how the uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends holds up. Used to absolutely love uh, Iceman. He, he was like my favorite for a while while that TV show was on. I just thought his powers were so cool, even though, he, even as a child, I was trying to figure out how he kept like, like how his momentum carried on going. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, he was um, good. Yeah, and, and like leaving uh, massive ice slides all over the city. But um, yeah, no, definitely watch watch the rest of this series as well.
1: Dave? Should we get into our review?
0: Yeah, let's go. Now, Chris, obviously a little bit of a shorter one this week. Uh, The episode is like 20 minutes long, isn't it? And I just think, for me, I I don't think my kids would actually sit down and watch this. just because the animation they're quite unforgiving of of older style animation you know you think kids now the most of it's cgi that they see so they're more used to watching stuff like frozen and moana than you know actual hand-drawn animation but for me it just felt really comfortable straight as soon as that music comes on it's, it's almost like the for me it's like the Friends music, you know, it doesn't matter how much I gorge and binge on Friends. I never skip the intro, you know? So for this, I, I'll never be sk- skipping the intro either. I don't think it quite matches the X-Men um, animated music. You know, I think that's slightly better. And of course, you've got the uh, the Batman animated series in and around this time as well. I think theme tune's brilliant from that. It's obviously... uh uh, the score from the the eighty nine movie, isn't it? Yeah, the old Oingo Boingo, uh, Danny Elfman. But, uh, anyways, but still, great music, great theme music, all the same. And um, yeah, the the animation, I thought, generally held up okay. I was, I was a bit put off by the the mixture of kind of CGI with the traditional animation, um, but again, I kind of could get past all of that. And uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest. So I wouldn't say this is, you know, the best thing. I do have to sort of rate it on a bit of a curve because the other animated shows that we've looked at have tended to be more modern, haven't they? So, uh, you know, things like uh, Shazam and Superman and uh, the Wolverine, uh, the Hulk and Wolverine, they they were a bit more recent. So the, the animation was a, a bit better quality and i think the those were also kind of animated features where so you'd expect the budget to be higher anyway for those kind of things but i think this is a solid opening episode for the season i will definitely be going back and watching the rest of this just i'll work my way through it you know it's lockdown <laughs> what else we're we gonna do um apart from podcast? Yep. So for me, this is a a strong Atlantis, I think. It's not quite, you know, it's not the best uh, animated show I've ever seen, but uh, yeah, really strong and really enjoyable. about yourself, Chris?
1: Well, I'm actually going to go the other way slightly, Dave. I I think it's something I'm definitely going to watch. I did enjoy it. I just, it was just the talking over it. It was just, I kept thinking... maybe it's the sort of thing I should have properly watched like I say I probably caught half a dozen episodes years ago I enjoyed it but I genuinely just Thought that that just took everything away from it for me. I need sort of storytelling and just try and cram a story in and a backstop, you know, backfill things in the first episode. And, and obviously, it's a 20 25 minute cartoon. He's it's, it's a fine art and it's very difficult to do that, so yeah, I've got to give it a bit of slack there. However, just the way he just talk, he's literally saying, I'm walking on a ledge, I'm gonna walk <laughs> on the ledge, I go down here. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing that. Well, that it was just too blatant for me, so I'm going to send it to Hell's Kitchen, Dave, and I will put an asterisk against it and say that I'm happy to come back at some point and re-review the whole series, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, however, it's definitely watchable it's in the higher tier of the Hell's Kitchen it's not shit, it's just, I just wouldn't pick it, I don't think as one of my first go-to things well, I've probably not got much choice on Disney Plus, I know I've said that at the top of the show, but it's just it was just something that missing I thought this time.
0: Yeah. Well, no, there's plenty of other uh Spider Man animated shows, like I say. So uh I I think there's probably a bit more variety than when you first looked. Um, you know, they they might have been holding off on putting some stuff up there and gradually adding it, but uh yeah we'll definitely be doing something else and you know again quick shout out quick plug for the uh superhero for dummies show as well if you if you want to know go into a lot more detail about the character it's, uh, itself obviously peter parker spider-man then uh give that that's a great listen now chris how would someone get in contact with us
1: well, guys, on Twitter, at Comics in Motion P. If you want to email us, the Comics in Motion Podcast at gmail.com. And if you just do get a chance, guys, and obviously you've listened, me and Dave created the Comics in Motion uh, podcast, but we've got so many great shows on the network now. It's all within the same... Um, podcast feed. We've got four or five fantastic shows. We've got the mandatory Marvel and DC by Max. We've got Tony Freena inside, uh, Indie Comic Spotlight. We've got uh, Star Wars Comics in Canon, aren't we, with um, Mike Burton. Mike Burton. Yeah. And then we've got the new show, Dave, aren't we, with uh, Steve and the gang, um, which is called Steve, Dan, and Forgetting. Paul. So that's superhero for dummies.
0: And yeah, and the so second episode, the first episode was Batman again. Really for... Oh, the great thing about it is the dynamic, you know, so got, because, you know, you've got people of different levels of knowledge. So through that conversation, you know, hopefully, I mean, I know a bit, you know, and so, uh, you know, I'm learning stuff as well. So no, I think it's really great. And we'll be adding more in as well, you know, so the aim would be to have one, uh, one each day, one different show, you know, give something a bit different to the different listeners. And so, yeah, I. I so happy with it, Chris. Unbelievable. Jeff.
1: It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, it is good. And I've already put me, uh, thrown my hat into the old uh, arena there if they do Superman at some point properly. So I, I'm definitely into that. But it's a great podcast, great dynamic. The guys are funny as well. So uh, yeah, really good. And obviously I'm the dummy for forgetting the name. So I do apologize, guys. So uh, you can definitely um, score me down when I, get, I come on. But no, they're a really good set of, of lads as well. And it's really nice that we've got a good network of people on. So uh,
0: no, get over there. No excuses. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we do have to still cover um, Superman four, don't we? I'm, I'm not looking forward to that one either, to be <laughs> honest, Chris, but uh, yeah, we did say, we did say we'd do that one as well at some point.
1: Oh, Dave, <laughs> we've got to do that soon. I've got it there. DVD just nestling in my Christopher Reeve collection. I've got all four of them. And it was a bastard to get that Superman four. So I'm had to buy it from America. Uh, so I am happy to do that whenever you want. I know MLG was supposed to be coming, i one only Mike Lee Graham, so I might have to try and reach out with Mike to see what his schedule's like, to yeah. see what to do that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely get it in. Get it into the calendar at some point. Good stuff. Right, Dave. Awesome, Chris. Well, so, nice short one today, and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you next time. Take care. Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Ventra. James Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the... ever dance with the devil in the pale of the night? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sounds. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of jor Kneel before Zone! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am I? Man. I'm Batman. Hey, Good. Whoa! Hey! hey.